Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. We have the A-Team, Horowitz, and Graceffo back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. John Fass will have another update here in about 27 minutes and get set for Marazmania. The producer of the DA show heard weekday mornings on CBS Sports Radio and the network. He does a good job filling in. I think he's destined for stardom, greatness. He's filling in for Zach Gelb. Is that right? In less than an hour? Correct, Bill. James, uh, you guys are producers, and I'm going to sure. ask I'm going to ask both of you a question because you should have a show, Graceffo and Horowitz. I mean, you I, keep banging that drum. Someone was going to. I'm hear telling you. you, man. I'm going to I'm going to email the bosses at CBS again on Monday because Mraz has a show. The producers all are kind of growing. You know, like JT the Brick wasn't he a producer back in the day when he started in radio or caller. Right? Yeah, I think he was a big fan of Jim Rome, and Rome heard him and then right. decided to, you know, go forward with it. Yeah, it's awesome to hear him uh, filling in. I heard him filling in for Rome and on CBS Sports Radio. I love JT. always have. You guys need a show. But with with the fill-ins, and I, I'm asking people this hour, you know, off of the Field of Dreams baseball game in Iowa in 2020 with the Yankees and the White Sox, uh, Field of Dreams was a your favorite sports movie of all time, top three, worst actor. Who would be your your top three fill-ins? Not anybody with a regular weekday or weekend show on CBS Sports Radio. Your top three fill-ins that you've either heard or worked with. I'll begin with you, Graceffo. Top three. Well, like Paul Nanos is, is one, clearly. Okay. Uh Love working with Marash. Um, is it Moran? DA calls him Moraz, right? Right, but that's a nickname. It is okay. Yeah. But, and then, so officially, uh, it's it's Sean Marash. Correct. It might even be Morash. Not Morash. sure. I'm not sure where the emphasis goes. Morash. Okay. Morash. What is he? I think he prefers Moraz, doesn't he? Yeah, because I think that's easier for people to say. Easier for people to. Because look at us trying to say his name. It's like you know Morash, and you got to make sure it accentuate the H. He also might be a big Jason Mraz fan. Oh, very good. Wow, Horowitz, he, he goes deep on depth. That's what I like about him. So you have Sean uh, with Nanos, who I love. Paul's great. Who's another fill-in that you like? Um, That's hard because... Be honest, nobody's listening. No, right I now. know. No, I know. It's hard to differentiate between like someone who has a weekend show and then someone who has a, just a regular fill and just comes in and fills in whenever. Because we don't have a whole lot of people who just come in and fill in whenever. It's you know, the list is kind of short. Because you have to get to make the list. It's the A list, right? So okay. like it's guys on the weekend who work on the weekend usually fill in for when hosts are out during the week. Well, what about JT the Brick? He was in for this week. Brick right. is solid. Yeah, JT was solid. Uh, who else? Oh, who's the guy that filled in for me last week? Was it the? Um, that was Kate Delaney. Kate. 
Yeah. Where's she from? Dallas. Was she good? Yeah, solid. That's good. Played a lot of Hall of Fame cuts. She did. That's cool. Kate Delaney. Oh, and then uh, another guy from Kansas City fills in. Is it Harrison? Carrington Harrison. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Gary Parrish every now and then. Yeah, you know, I don't hear... The one thing I'll say about CBS Sports Radio, compared to any other national show I've done, I don't hear I don't hear bad people on air. I don't. And I, I, I listen different than normal listeners because I've done a talk show for 27 years. I don't hear bad people on air on CBS Sports Radio. I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because CBS Sports Radio is based in New York, largest market in America, talent pool on update guys, producers, fill-ins is the best of the best, and they set the bar with the fan in New York, which is uh, the biggest and best sports radio station in America, so there's a level of talent that you have to hit if you want to get on air. Was that well said? Couldn't have said it any better myself, Bill. I hear sarcasm just dripping right through (laughs) my headset. Absolutely none. I thought I said something that will get me a full-time weekday. <laughs> oh, that's the angle here. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Send that tape to corporate. Okay, no, Good I mean angle. that. I'm not looking. Actually, I'm. I'm not. I have a statewide show in Michigan. I'm doing this on Saturday night. I'm working six days a week. I can't work anymore. But I just think that's the level, and and I think it it shows in. The quality of everything. I tell everybody I come across in the business that CBS Sports Radio, the host, the update, men and women, the fill-ins, the men and women, the producers, the men and women, are all the best in the business. They are. One nation under huge with liberty and justice and a big paycheck for me. There you go. That was well said. i got to record that and just play it. For all those CBS suits, I'll do that. Uh, if you want to join in, one eight five five two one two four cbs That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Now let's go to Craig in South Carolina. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Huge show. Hey, how you doing tonight? Uh, listen to you a long time. I love your show. Thank you. Okay, I I, I just want to put this out real quick. Um, Number one, uh, Denzel, um, remember the Titans? Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember uh, Adam Sandler, Longest Yard. Um, honorable Mention. Uh, what is the name of that movie? Uh, the Bobsled Team. Well, Jamaican Bobsled Team, right? Yes. Yes, that's the one. Was that with John Candy? Yes. Running, running, what is it called? Cool Runnings. Uh, Cool Cool Runnings. runnings. Cool Runnings. And also, I want to put it out there, because it's from my hometown, the the worst actor in the movie. This is the main thing I called about, um, because I don't think he gave the real person credit, like, as far as, you know, portraying him the way he should be. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. in radio. Hmm. Yeah, and that was actually a pretty good movie, Craig. Thank you. It, it was a really good yeah. movie. I, I'm from the hometown. I graduated from Westside. Um, the rival was T.O. Hanna, where radio went. He's been at my football games when I was there. 
and I just I just don't think he portrayed radio the way he should have been. Well, thank you, Craig, for taking us there, and I appreciate the call in South Carolina. Let's keep it in South Carolina. Go back-to-back with Herman and Myrtle Beach. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, good morning. Uh, I really like your show, guys. Y'all all do a good job. Uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but Gary Busey won the actor, Best Actor Academy Award for Buddy Holly Story. The year after he did the Buddy Holly Story, he did a movie called The Bear about Bear Bryant, and it was just as good. He should, And he was nominated for an Oscar for that. But uh, it took Bear Bryant's whole life from Texas A&M all the way through Alabama and great scenes and a great story about his well, life. Busey played the bear? I never knew that. Oh, it was a great movie. Look it up and find it. I will. It was great. I will. Yeah. He played Bear Bryant the year after he won the Oscar for Buddy Holly. Wow. And as far as great actors, I would have to go with um, Gene Hackman in the Hoosiers. I have to go with Gary Busey in The Bear, and I would have to go with Kevin Costner in Ten Cup and Field of Dreams. Well, thank you, Herman, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I don't know, in a sports movie, I know he did Waterworld, which was horrible, but anybody ever play sports movies better than Costner? He was the perfect fit for a pro golfer. And baseball, even for the love of the game, which wasn't a big box office hit, I caught it on HBO Showtime, whatever, one night. And this was, you know, years ago. And his scene when, like, the right fielder made a bad play and he, he said something about having the guys back, and it was awesome. I got to meet Kevin Costner when I was in Austin, Texas, and I got to know Augie Garrido. And God rest his soul. Former Cal State Fullerton, Texas baseball coach. And have a few cocktails with Augie in downtown Austin. And one day he invited me down and he had a friend in, he said. And that friend was Kevin Costner, where they go back to the Cal State Fullerton days. First thing, like most famous people you meet, they're shorter. You know, you're sitting there looking at him going, man, he is much shorter than in the movies. But a good guy, down to earth. Let's go to Joe in Chicago listening on AM670, The Score, here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Huge. How you doing tonight? Doing good, Joey. How's life in Chicago? Fantastic. Beautiful weather. Uh, the Cubs took a shellacking, but uh, we'll play again tomorrow. So nothing to worry about there. Are you worried um, about the Cubs? You know, before I get to your comment or comments on our huge questions of the night, are you concerned about the Cubs and when you look at what lies ahead in terms of teams in front of them right now in the National League? No. Cubs have some uh, players on the uh, IL that will be coming back, uh, mostly pitchers, but the, it's not related to their arms. It's other other issues that uh, I think will be cleared up in 10 to 14 days. Um, they'll get their pitching staff back together. The hitting's coming around. Um, didn't show up. The sticks didn't show up tonight, but uh, I have absolute confidence that the Cubs are going to take the division. All right, Joe, and then the comments about uh, top three sports movies in your life? Sure. You stole my thunder um, for Love of the Game. I thought that was a fantastic movie with, with Costner, a player at the twilight of his career. Um, haven't heard Rudy. I love mm. Rudy. Yes. I cried at the end of Rudy. And then uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. Oh, gosh, that's another classic one. Thank you, Joe, in Chicago listening yeah. On AM670, the score, I want to give Mitch Rosen and his team 
has some love. Wow, Sandlot, yeah. Crying at a sports movie. Horowitz Graceffo, last sports movie you cried at. Angels in the Outfield. Not as your mom was spanking you because you were back talking. No, okay. no, 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 no. Ending is very heartfelt. It is? Yeah, Danny Glover adopts the two kids. He does? Yeah. Come on. I I never watched the ending because well, the movie stunk so much I never got that far. you at the end of it. You, you do? You are such a Grinch. I'm not a Grinch. It's a horrible. Tony Danza, hey, he's like John Travolta and Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, Horowitz, last time you cried at a sports movie? Hardball. And I don't want to spoil what happens, but it, it got me. Is that the one with um, Jonah Hill? Keanu Reeves. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> what is, that, well, that's you were thinking Moneyball money with Brad Pitt? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, he cried at that? That Billy Bean gets me every time. Hardball. Keanu, why'd you cry? It was so bad? <laughs> I, it wasn't bad, but I, I don't want to give it away. Everyone's against spoiling movies. Oh, well, you know what? With Twitter and Facebook, part. good, good the luck. The movie's on... 20 years old. You could spoil it now. now well, we, Bill was luck. a little confused, so he might have to go home and watch it now. Yeah, now I got like, to Google the movie. I'm, I'm trying to think last... Sports movie, I cry. Oh, yeah, with how much I got paid for being the voice, the play-by-play voice in the Kurt Russell movie, Touchback. <laughs> when you got the check. <laughs> or, or when you check the mail every day and you didn't get any residuals coming yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's flat the residual fee. on that? They got flat fee. Yeah, well, I, am, I, am I making any money off that movie right now in the $2 bin? <laughs> you get a check for $4 every three years i remember it was it was pretty good i when i did the video games and you were getting 500 bucks an hour that was pretty cool and then that was when i was down in chicago nfl blitz i think 2001 2002 and then when i moved out of chicago you weren't close to all these studio houses and companies you just couldn't now technology could do it today easily but then when i left chicago 2001 you just you weren't there so if you want to stay in that business, plus, you know, I started doing the statewide show, I think 2001, 2002. If you, you Google that right now, uh, some of the clips would pop up. You said Bill Simonson, like NFL Blitz 2001, 2002. Should have won a video award for that. I did. A lot of, lot of awards I should have had. But I'm not a bitter, angry man, and... Now I gotta watch Angels in the Outfield for the adoption scene, which you just ruined the movie for all of us. Again, the movie's like thirty years old. If you haven't watched it by now, I can ruin it for you. Could you tell me what happens? Why'd you blow It's a Wonderful Life? Come on. Don't do that. That's a tearjerker. Trying to think the last sports movie I cried at. Hmm. Trying to think. That's, I've cried at, I feel the dreams, the father, the father scene with Costner. Are you kidding me? Playing catch with his dad and having that. Oh, that every time I see it, when it pops up on one of the cable networks, that's a tearjerker. That's a good one. I'll have to think about that at the break. Uh, to the audience, if you want to join in, one 855 cbs That's one 855 
at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at GEICO.com. Horowitz and Graceffa, the A-team, are producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. John Fass will have another update here in just about five minutes. Huge questions of the night. Major League Baseball doing the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. White Sox-Yankees, August of 2020. Not an exhibition, a game that counts in the standings. I brought up the huge idea of all Major League teams playing a minor league game at their top four or a major league game in a minor league ballpark at their top four minor league affiliates. You agree or disagree? And then off Field of Dreams being the site of that baseball game in August of 2020. This Field of Dreams at the top of your sports movie list. Give me your top three. And then your worst actor and best actor ever in a sports movie. And I'm trying to figure out the last time I cried at a sports movie. Last time I cried, either watching a TV or at the theater. I'll think about that during the next break. Uh, you can join in one 855 cbs That's one 855 at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to John in Chicago listening on AM670, The Score, here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call. You know, Major League Baseball is so slow to move with the times. We have population shifts here in the country, and they're talking about maybe putting expansion teams in Mexico or Montreal, and no offense to those guys, but I will say this, Nashville is very deserving of a baseball team, and as well as Charlotte. You have populations that are shifting to those areas without question, and you have major corporations that are located in those cities. So either through expansion or through a team moving down there. If I was Jerry Reinsdorf, I would say, Chicago, thanks for everything, and I would become the Nashville White Sox and probably make a killing moving to Nashville. And that would probably create a lot of spark, not so much the White Sox, but if you were to put an expansion team in either Charlotte or Nashville, that would create a lot of buzz going forward. And, again, you know, population shifts, baseball needs to start taking a look at this stuff because there's some small market teams that, uh, I mean, look at Kansas City, look at St. Louis, look at the Twin Cities. Nashville can definitely support it uh, without question. I think Charlotte uh, could do it, too, and thanks so much for the call in Chicago. Yeah, Charlotte, Nashville, Oklahoma City is shown by how they draw for the Thunder and what they do for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, I think Oklahoma City, uh, they're still four hours from Dallas. I know they get a lot of Cardinals fans in northeastern Oklahoma, some Rangers fans, Oklahoma City to the south. I think Oklahoma City could be an MLB destination. Yeah, this gold rush by these pro sports to go to another country because they want TV deals. They they live in, and they follow the TV money. 
I'm telling you, and we've said it for the last couple of years on this show, Major League Baseball. They need to change things. That's why, you know, going to a field in Iowa, it goes against 80,000, you know, not 80, 50,000 people in a baseball stadium and suites and seats. They, they need more of that. And that's where we got to this point in the conversation. They do. Out-of-the-box thinking. NFL doesn't need to be in London. NFL needs to put a team in Oklahoma City. Well, you know, uh, international TV ratings out. Forget that. You can go play games over there. Nashville, I agree. Charlotte, North Carolina, no-brainer. You know, potential markets, Oklahoma City, San Antonio one day maybe, right? When you when you look at where there, there isn't a lot of room to grow. I don't think New Orleans would be a baseball city, right? they got the Pelicans and the Saints. Um, not a lot of room, but also I don't think baseball needs to expand. You need to take, you know, Tampa. There's no reason with 5,000 fans they draw. And I know that baseball wants to go to Montreal because then you get Montreal, you get Toronto, you get Canadian TV deals, Canadian money. That's what fuels us. I know you don't want to expand if you're baseball because your your TV deals will not. It will change the game. The contracts you see won't won't happen in five years. The game will change. Not not for us, the fans. Not for us on sports radio networks. It will change for the players. The economic reality of new TV deals. Now you're LA, you're New York, the S network, you're. Chicago with their Comcast deals, and you're a big top three, four market with the corporate advertising agency money. It won't change there, even in a place like Houston, Boston, no way. But that lower half, it's going to be a different animal. So what do you do? You got the luxury tax, you got revenue share, I get all that. But at least I look at the Field of Dreams game as a start because their talk of robotic umpires starting on second base, changing the tradition of the game is just more fuel on blowing the whole thing up. They need to get back to their roots and also connect to the millennials and not even the the 30-year-old right now. They need to connect to that 15-year-old who in 10 years is starting a a career journey. That's what they need to do. If you want to join in, we have one final segment straight ahead, 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. Horowitz and Graceffo with me for one final segment, producing the show. At CBS Sports Radio in New York City, John Fass with an update here in less than 20 minutes. And then Mraz Mania will begin. Sean Mraz, producer for the highly acclaimed DA show, heard weekday mornings on the CBS Sports Radio network. The mania begins in just about 20 minutes. Good guy, good show. Listen in. He's filling in for Zach Gill. Taking comments 
about Major League Baseball and thinking out of the box and doing the Field of Dreams game in August of 2020 in Iowa between the Yankees and the White Sox, I love it. They need to do more. I said, go play a regular season game at your top four minor league stadiums. Barnstorm. Get after the 15, 10 to 15-year-old. Get after the millennials. Put betting kiosk, which I think sports betting. I don't, I don't know the delay. I know in Illinois and Tennessee, they hope to get it going before football season. I think Iowa will be ready. New Jersey's just crushing it uh, with $3 billion, but they have access there to the nation's largest market just across uh, the river. Horowitz, how popular with New Yorkers is the legal sports betting crossing the river going over to Jersey? Pretty popular, but the truth is in New York, I mean, there were plenty of ways for them to figure out how to bet on sports really beforehand yeah oh i didn't know that oh yeah i mean everyone here has a guy (laughs) just to put it to you that there's illegal wagering on sports that needs to be a ben horowitz investigative report i'm gonna dig into it uh i'm keith morrison ah the big lights the big apple and big betting tonight on dateline but I do know a lot of people that will take the PATH train into Jersey because it's a cheaper alternative. And uh, once they cross the river, they place their bets, and uh, they're good for the night. It's a quick 10-minute uh, path to uh, Oboken, and we're ready to rock and roll. But also when you're doing it that way, you're not, you, you can't really dig deep on money you don't have. You know what I mean? Correct, correct, which is why I think the legal sports betting is, is you know, much better because it, it helps people – not be extended a line of credit per se um, like they would if they quote unquote had a guy what I've heard from people is that it's not so much that the states aren't going to allow it it's figuring out the logistics of doing it uh, in all the states because the states don't want to run it so then you have established sports books who have been there for years like in Vegas expanded to now you know to Jersey you have international sports books that want to get in on the American business, especially the sports books like in England, right? And and you have uh, not a bidding war, but from what insiders have told me, that casinos are entertaining offers on who they want to partner with because they haven't ran sports books. They want somebody who sets the odds, who knows how to you know set the parlay cards, uh, all these things exactly. that they currently don't do. And then and a lot of the casinos in Atlantic City turn to the the William Hills, you know, for example, the world to run their sports book. The the first one that opened in the state of New Jersey at Monmouth was a William Hill. Uh, the biggest hurdle though for a lot of these states and what what held it up in Jersey for so long because they were ready to go and frankly Atlantic City needed the help was the government was trying to figure out how much of a chunk they wanted and whether these casinos and, and sports books wanted to give that much money to the, the state. I mean, it's a no-brainer for each state. It's just a matter of how much revenue they're going to take in because they all want their hands in the pot. Right, and it's an argument where the state will start high and say, well, we want 40%. And then casinos are like, well, it's not worth us to do all this investment and give half back. So you want 40% of the... Uh, sports betting, plus you're going to want our tax money, great. That is a that's a, uh, that is a deal that says we're not going to do it. Right. It, and it, then the state doesn't want to run a sports book because they, I know some states like Oregon tried the parlay cards. They they then can't take a $50,000 bet on a 
you know, NFL game and, and take the risk. They don't want that. How do you justify that to your taxpayers who aren't involved? Exactly. So, you know, I, I agree with you. The backroom dealing right now is how much will each state get? What's their cut, right? That's what it is in, in, all, in most of these states. And they don't want to get as much as they can, and they'll slow play it. They're in no hurry. They know the casinos uh, or those William Hills or Fan Duels or Caesars or whatever you have, the Vegas books, that they have to go at the pace of the legislators. Right. And and keep in mind, too, that, that the federal statutes still don't allow it. So, like, when I when they first came out with the FanDuel mobile sports betting in Jersey, I signed up. I was like, let's rock and roll, put my debit card in, which is, you know, what I would want to use for that, and just deposit a set amount. I wouldn't link it to my bank account. And it kept declining my card. And I, trust me, I got more than enough money. And I couldn't figure it out. I finally got in touch with the bank, and they said, we're regulated by the feds. And as far as the feds are concerned, this isn't legal. So I had to buy a prepaid card separate, then use that prepaid card to deposit money into my account to start making wagers. That's, uh, you know, federal deposit, you know, FDIC, right? You get It's yep. the same thing that there is happening with marijuana. It's not legalized nationally. So businesses that open up uh, anything connected to it all have to pay cash. They can't get loans. Right. And they all still technically run the risk of the feds shutting them down. I think it's just a lot of the states and the feds have a mutual agreement like, hey, if we're going to legalize it, keep your hands off of it. I just want the food business. Somebody told me outside of a Colorado dispensary uh, or a smoke shop, again, I don't know exactly where, that some guy would had a little mini donut maker and was doing like 10 grand uh, a week in in frying mini donuts. And so <laughs> <laughs> hey. Good for him, man. That's capitalism at its finest. Hey, uh, that's, you know, I mean, you're like, you know, that and uh, I heard the story like out where Broncos play at Sports 30 Field, whatever it's called in Denver. And somebody said like the closest, you know, pizza chain, I don't know which one, like just doing like astronomical business, like on game day before and after because. A lot of people are smoking, and it's legal in Denver. So that's a, you know, it's a it's a changing world, man. And I know some people don't like it, but the sports betting, uh, the weed, you know, it's the public saying they want it. and 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 it's almost like what we were saying about baseball that you're you're stuck in this. You don't want to give up the business that build it, but you're not increasing your business. So what do you do when it comes to gambling? And think about it. Probably within five years, marijuana will be legal in most states and sports betting will be legal in most states. Right? I agree. So your, your baseball, how do you adjust with all these changes? Like I said, I, I think the betting kiosk in baseball stadiums for 181 home games, 81 road games, I, I think it changes their game. In my mind, the key for those that'll be the leagues want to cut at that point, because right now they're not getting a cut of any of it. They're going to say, if you want us to put it in our stadiums, we want to cut. It's whether the sports books and the casinos at that point are willing to give up a cut for added business or if they say, hey, screw you. 
you know, the fans can just do it on their phones in their seat if, if it's legal in the state anyway. Yeah, and that's where, and that's the line here that I think like Tennessee approved online only, and they're not going to do the sports books. And you get this back and forth where the leagues are saying, well, you're not going to use our, our trademark teams on your betting apps, right? Right, but they get away with it by just using the city name. Hey, exactly. it's listed, professional baseball, New York, Kansas City. We know what it is. The leagues really have no leverage, in my opinion, when it comes to this. No, but what they should do, which I think the NBA and NFL are doing, and maybe even the NCAA, but you get into that gray area of baseball where holier than thou when it comes to gambling, right? Right. And you're going to turn around and partner. You know, you know, who's going to be knocking on the door right here, Cooperstown, uh, Pete Rose, Pete Rose, <laughs> Pete Rose. But that's it. It's a, it's a different. Do we all agree with everything? No. It's just a different. It's a different generation. Things are changing. And the legalized sports gambling and marijuana, uh, five years from now, probably every state in this country, or most of them. And it's money. It's, it's revenue. It's money. It's taxes. And you know government, if they can find a way to make more money, they're going to find a way how to make more money. Let's grab a few calls here before we are done. Wayne in Alberta, Canada. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hi, how are you, uh, Bill? Doing good, Wayne. How's life in Alberta? It's not. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I've been, I've enjoyed listening to you, and I've enjoyed some of your some of your topics. And I just wanted to to uh, follow up on what you guys were just talking about about betting. Is is that uh, we can uh, in in Canada here we can go to any store. And like fill out like a little form, and we can bet on on sporting events um, from any any league. You can put down as much money as you want and win back as much money, and the government doesn't even get involved in that at all. I guarantee they're taxing the people who are setting up the kiosk, aren't they? They have well, to. Well, the, the store the, the store gets revenue, and I'm sure they have to pay pay the government but uh if i win i don't have to I, I i'm not i'm not obligated to pay any taxes if i end up winning so now how how long has that sports betting been just free and easy for the public there in canada oh my gosh it's I, at least over 10 years at least maybe maybe more it's wow. called proline it's called proline you just go to a store and you just fill out a square and you can you look at the lines of the day for say NFL or MLB or or anything like that. You can pick your team and you can put two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, however much you want to put down on it. And if you get them all right, you win a certain amount, and it shows it shows on the tab how right. much you're going to win according to the amount. Right, and it's parlay. I'll tell you what, Wayne. I got to get going. Thanks for the call from Alberta, Canada. Yeah, the parlay cards. Where you can play them, and you know, you bet ten bucks and pick ten teams, and it could be a hundred to one. Who knows? Based on whatever the odds are in the cards, that's coming. Legalized sports gambling. It will change our business from 
CBS Sports Radio to local sports shows to my statewide show in Michigan. When you have legalized sports gambling, people will want information and advice on picking winners. It, it will be a good thing for CBS Sports Radio and a great thing for uh, the huge show across Michigan. Hey, man, I want to thank uh, Horowitz and Graceffa, the A-team, producing the show, John Fass for the updates. Stick around. Mirage Mania is next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 